Hi, welcome to the podcast by Dr. Shishma Singh. Let us start conversation on Unit 4, Thinkers on Education. And our thinker is Pierre Bourdieu. Pierre Bourdieu was born in Dengue, France. His father was a sharecropper. Later, he joined the position of postman. He studied philosophy in Paris and later worked as teacher for about a year. Bourdieu served in the French army during the Algerian War of Independence between 1958 and 1962, in the course of which he undertook ethnographic research. From the year 1964, he held the position of Director of Studies at the École des Hautes Études Sciences Society. In 1968, he founded the research centre, Centre de Sociologie Européenne. In 1975, he launched an interdisciplinary journal through which he revisited the well-established canon of sociology. In 1981, he held the chair of sociology at the College de France. It is evident that Bourdieu sought to integrate theoretical ideas with empirical research grounded in everyday life. Bourdieu is known for his theoretical and empirical contribution in the fields of anthropology and cultural studies, education, politics, and sociology. The core idea in his writings revolves around the means by which the educated social groups employ cultural capital as a social strategy to distinguish themselves in society by acquiring status and respect. He explained the concept of a social strategy in terms of conscious, rational choices that people make in order that their own belief come true. Social strategies may be consciously or unconsciously adopted. Bourdieu's ideas are rooted in empirical research that he carried out in France for about four decades. He also used the concept of social strategy in order to explain the way in which individuals engage themselves in the struggle over symbolic capital. He explored the relationship between the relative autonomy of educational system and its dependence on the structure of class relation. Much like Marx, Bourdieu accepted that the relationship between the ruling class and the subordinate working class is one of conflict and hostility. He agreed that the gap or the difference between the two classes derives from the inequalities in the possession of capital.
for body who capitalize in the groups or an individual's potential to fit into the society through shared knowledge beliefs values and virtues the role of education assumes significance in that it serves as a source from which the privileged and the elite draw not only academic credentials but also propagate an ideology that constitutes the rules of society most of which are to their own advantage he maintained that intellectuals spread their knowledge judiciously and allow the people to complete for cultural capital within the framework of rules in society there is no denying that this competition for the cultural capital perpetuates class distinction according to bodyu education serves to perpetuate the culture of the dominant classes a phenomena often referred to as the cultural reproduction the dominant classes tend to project their own culture as superior and worthwhile to an extent that they establish it as the basis of knowledge in the educational system body refer to cultural capital in the framework of culture of the dominant classes more so because through the agency of the educational system it can be translated into the wealth and power meaning that those who pass through the educational system which derives largely from the culture of the dominant classes are able to acquire both wealth and power in society what is interesting to note is the fact that diversity in educational achievements of students belonging to different classes emanates from uneven distribution of cultural capital in the class structure this means that students who belongs to the upper classes find themselves in a familiar educational environment because they are socialized into the culture and have internalized the skill and knowledge from which the educational system is derived while students belonging to lower classes find themselves alienated from the educational environment students belonging to the middle class are able to perform better than those of lower classes because their culture is close to the culture of the dominant class the performance of the students therefore depends on their access to the cultural capital body who explained that in operational terms children of the upper classes are able to comprehend the content of knowledge better than their counterparts belonging to lower classes for the simple reason that the range of meanings the grammar tone and the delivery of the content is more comprehensible to them furthermore they are able to articulate and present the knowledge in a way that is appreciated and rewarded by teacher evaluator the students of lower classes fall short on this count often they are penalized when their style of presentation does not conform to that of the dominant culture now while the former are inherently in an advantageous situation the latter are at loss right from the beginning 
one consequence of this practice is the systematic elimination of people of the working class from the area of education elimination of those belonging to working class takes place because of the failure in the educational system and an understanding of their own position for example those belonging to the ruling class this in turn leads to social reproduction perpetuation of the power of the ruling class now let us conclude the unit in this unit we have familiarized ourselves with the basic viewpoints of seven major thinkers on education it is interesting to note that despite the fact that they were born and brought up at different places at different times they seem to converge on the fundamental understanding that meaningful education was not one that was based on transmission of information in schools but one that led to personal growth and development several of them believed that the scope of education needs to be broadened to address the issue of social and political hegemony they argued for setting education free from the state and dominant section of society they envisaged the purpose of the education as a self enrichment and more importantly liberation from the clutches of the domination and hegemony what comes out clearly from their writings is the vast potential of education to usher in and sustain social transformation here we wind up this conversation and thank you so much for choosing this podcast and we have also reached to the end of the unit 4 thinkers on education thanks again for listening this podcast